Oh, Lord, there's nothing I like more. I look forward to this every week. You and I squeeze into a sofa and watch the latest episode of Dracula. Yeah. I love all the snacks that we eat. Oreos, mm-hmm. popcorn, mm-hmm. pizza, yeah. a Turkey. turducken, yeah. mashed potatoes, <laughs> spaghetti yeah. and meatballs, green bean casserole. Yeah. Well, we have to hold over till dinner. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, I brought dessert. I bought cherry pie, apple pie, pumpkin pie, scarlet pie, mousse pie, and German chocolate cake. Yeah. So I, I, I'm ready. Let's do this. And humble pie, too. Yes. So, of course. Uh, all right. Well, you know, I, after last week's episode, Harry Monsters, I am excited for this one. Uh, I don't even know what it's called here. Let me look at my script. Oh, Exorcisters. Exorcisters. Yeah. I bet you it's a play on exorcisms. Or yeah, definitely. All right. All right. Well, let's just watch. Let's watch this episode. All right. Let's get into it. Let's do this. Uh, Joe. Joe. Yeah. Um. Did. Did. Did we just watch a sexual assault? Yes, we did, Lori. Yes, we did. Oh, Welcome to Hello Uglies, the Dragula recap show for Season 4, Episode 7, titled Exorcisters. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one possessed co-host from the Bloody Podcast Network. We say hello, Uglies, to the goddess of glitz, glamour, goth, gossip, and gore herself, Miss Laurie Roggenkamp. Hello, Laurie. Hello, how are you? I'm doing very well. You know, uh... Right here over at... Uh, Shut up! <laughs> every week, I fall for A, but lately, every week, I've forgotten to talk about that if you want to get this show early and without commercials, you get like a day or two early, then you got to head over to patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia and join at the premium level and you get all that and more. Right there, don't forget to do it. But um, before we do, before we jump into this episode, and I know we have a lot to talk about here, Laurie, you are now a week or two into your new home. How has, has have you and Star have your first fight? Now that you guys are, you know, roommates, we've had we've had many fights. Oh, really? We've had we put together a headboard on Sunday that almost ruined our relationship. Oh, really? Why? Um. Because the directions were so terrible that we both had different things that we thought needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And so we both were like, why aren't you just listening to me? Well, and, look, yeah. But I think this raises the interesting question. Because the headboard's up now, right? Yeah, it's up. Okay. So the, the interesting question was who was right? Well, that's the answer is we both were right. On oh. one leg of the headboard, it was what I thought should happen. On another leg, it was what Star thought should happen. Oh. And then invariably what we ended up doing to secure it was just zip-tying it to the bed. Wait, so wait, wait, what? We zip-tied we zip it to the bed. Because we, we 
unscrewed and screwed in so many different times that we, uh, I forgot the term, but we essentially like the two of the bolts lost traction. Oh, the thread. Yeah. Uh We stripped, we stripped Mm -hmm. it. And so, uh, so we just ended up zip tying it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we were just like, we should have just done this in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that was one. Another one was star was making a joke. I think I mentioned this last episode that you make all the time about how I'm a quote unquote racist. Well, well, and how hold I on. used to when be I, really racist. There are no in quotes. There are no quotes when I do. No, yeah. I'm not a racist. So anyway, so stars make so which is what a racist. Uh, she has a picture. I'll take a picture of it. But she has a a, a silk print from an artist. A, mm-hmm. I think it's an African American artist. So it's mm-hmm. very popular. Mm-hmm. I'm a. I guess she keeps telling me this, but to me it looks like a caricature of like a of like blackface. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it makes me uncomfortable. I'm just like, I just don't think that it just, it, and also it's like when people come into my, in my house and they see that I'm like, I have to explain, like, it's not my, you know, and I just feel, I'm just like, I just would rather not have it up. And star was like, well, are you upset that it's a black person? Is that why you're upset? And she meant it as a joke, but at the time I didn't take it that way. So we got into a really big, fight about that mm-hmm. um i would say our biggest fight so far is over our showers because uh i when i before when i moved uh before when we moved in together i like to take my shower right before i go to bed okay great and um star likes to also take her shower right before she goes to bed but Perfect. i don't like to take a shower right after she takes a shower wait wait um, wait why not because she leaves hair all over the bathtub, and then I gotta like wait. rinse it all off. Wait, wait, wait. And then there's like the wait. residue of wait. like her filth on the bathtub, so I gotta like wash the tub. Wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. You mean like what? Like just her hair from her head? Yeah, we both shed, but we wait, have long hair. You, okay, but let's say when you take your shower in the morning, isn't she has to deal with your hair and dirt when she takes a shower at night? No, because I I rinse out the the bathtub. I rinse out the tub. So I you're saying Star does not rinse out the tub? No, she never she never does because I always find hair on the floor on the floor of the tub. Okay, but then when you get up in the morning, isn't that hair still there? Yeah, after she takes a shower. So what would it matter if you do it right after or in the morning? Because I don't like it's just hot when uh-huh. somebody after somebody takes a shower. And I just don't like it. I don't like taking a shower after somebody takes a shower. I mean, I do it when I have to, but I don't Mm -hmm. like it. But wouldn't that be an attractive thing? Like, you're not going to be cold when you're nude in the shower? No, because it's you're breathing in filth. All people's, like, Mm -hmm. sweaty fumes. I don't know. I just don't like it. Here's the deal. You're going against my fantasy because in my head, okay, Uh in my head, this would be a perfect opportunity for you guys, you know... To take the shower together. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Suds each other up. Let me ask you a question. And, I, cause this, is, and this is a medical question. Because, you know, I don't know if I remember. You know this, Lori, but I don't know if the audience knows. When I first pitched the idea of doing Dracula with you, or Hello Uglies, to differentiate it between this and the original, the OG Hello Uglies, I said we would do uh, a recap slash medical advice show. 
So my question to you is, and I don't know the answer because I am not a medical doctor. I'm going to you. That's what you told me that you met. Are you a medical doctor? Is, is it dangerous to put a bar of soap in a woman's vajayjay? I mean, it could be. I'm assuming. What do you mean you're assuming? Well, I've never put a bar of soap in my vagina, so... Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I want the record to show. We've, we've talked about this on previous shows. I don't know what show. Is this... And then all I want you to do is yes or no. This is also a courtroom show, okay? Is it or is it not true... That when you yeah, were a child, your brother put dirt in your vagina hoping to grow a plant or something, or a tree. Is this true? No. He put dirt in my vagina because he was going to pee on it so I could grow a penis. Okay, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I took it to a weird place. So, if, so, but you're acting like, oh, that's so bizarre that you don't put bizarre things in your vagina, but you have a record of putting the, the bizarre things in your vagina. Yeah, so my brother, uh, when I was younger, I thought that I was supposed to be a, a boy because I was, I like playing with boys mm-hmm. and I liked, um, you know, just being around boys. So I thought, oh, I was obviously meant to be a boy. And my brother told me that you grow your penis. That's mm-hmm. how you do it. Mm-hmm. And the way you grow your penis is that you put, you pack your area full of dirt and then you, a boy pees on the dirt and then you grow a penis. Mm-hmm. So we went into the backyard and I packed my area full of dirt and then my brother was going to pee on it. And luckily my mom came out and was like, what the hell's going on? Why is my daughter have her vagina full of dirt? And my, mm-hmm. my son is, naked bottomless about to pee on her um and so uh so yeah so that was that's the story For this week's cold open, the Boulets take us to church and openly sexually assault a priest. For the main challenge, the monsters perform in a horror movie and present a demon look. Hoso Teratoma wins the challenge, while Sigourney Beaver, Dali, and La Zavaleta are up for extermination. In the end, La Zavaleta is murdered by the Boulets, leaving four monsters in the competition. Lori and Kate Rockenkamp, why don't you go ahead and name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Oh, that's tough because I would say this is the first episode that I didn't like. Um, which I know that people who don't like the podcast say that we, they're always like, did you, do you even like the show? I have liked every single episode mm-hmm. up until this one. This yeah. was the one episode that I was like, I could take or leave this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Peaches Christ. Mm-hmm. Peaches Christ. Uh, what? Peaches Christ. Do you do you not get that joke? <laughs> no, not at all. Isn't that for the okay? Uh, no prize for anyone in the Discord that tells me where that what that reference is to. All right, thank you. Go on. Is it Napoleon Dynamite? No, it's South Park. Somebody, Dave O already got it. Oh. Uh, so I liked I liked her and I liked the. I actually genuinely like the extermination 
challenge mm-hmm. this episode. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I feel like it still had no stakes, but I liked what that what they did with it. Um what I didn't like was the beginning and the ending and everything in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, for me, I'm going to tell you, look, I loved Peach's Christ. Peach's Christ. Peach's Christ. I thought she was great. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I mostly agree with you. And so I'm trying to find a way right to put this. I don't like, I didn't like the product, but I was a fan that there was at least something fucking different for a challenge this week. Does that make sense? It wasn't just a look. There was something in addition. Yes. Yeah, that was nice. I actually, I feel like that's probably why I didn't like this episode, because there was a lot promised, but Mm -hmm. not a lot actually... Like, they, the show wrote a check that the actual episode couldn't cash, yeah. essentially. And so. then uh, what I didn't like was it seems now, and even more so now that Vuvuzela is gone, uh, La Zavaleta is gone, is that the drama, the fun, everything interesting now is gone. Yes, these are the nicest people and probably the most deserving people, but they're also the most boring people, so to speak. <sighs> I agree with you, but we'll get to. I still think that there's somebody in the cast who who's going to turn the bitch on. I feel like right. I don't know. We'll see. And uh, but you know what's so funny is maybe an hour or two before we went to, on air, uh, listener Mercedes wrote in the Discord that she had heard that the Boulay brothers in the first half of their um, show, I don't know, something about on their their latest podcast, they actually recapped the first half of the season. That's what it was. And in she hadn't heard it yet, but she was going to go listen. But she heard that they that they had a talking to the cast after episode five. And we're like, you can't do this. Blah, blah, blah. I haven't heard it yet. Now you might think, well, Joe, why didn't you go listen to it? And I and I tried, Lori. I tried to go listen. I've never listened to the Boulay Brothers podcast before. Okay, I go listen, and the first five minutes. Okay, and I know this is rich coming from us. The first five times, they don't even talk about Dracula. Okay? Oh. No, hold on. Come on, dude. I mean, seriously. No, hold on. Hold on. This is where it's different. The first five, because you and I talk about, you know, you, the, 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 the dirt and your pussy and all that, right? They're talking about how awesome and rad they are. They're like, ah, <laughs> oh, we've been so busy. And they're like, and then they're like, Yes. I know all of you thought that we were doing... You guys must have been just thinking, what are Belay's brothers doing? Nothing. I'm like, no one was thinking about you during the pandemic. Zero people were thinking, God, I really wonder what Drac and Swan are doing now during the pandemic. And they're like, oh, don't worry. We were real busy. <laughs> and you're like... Well, I, I would I would do the opposite. I, I wondered what they were doing, but I never was like, I bet they're just sitting on their asses. I mean, I was probably like, they're probably trying something. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, why do you think that people hate you so much? Yeah. Uh, well, I love that. Do they also talk about losing weight but never actually lose weight? Ugh, I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> yeah. And then so you know what's really weird, too, is that they're talking, they're talking about plugging their Patreon and stuff like that. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Gross. 
Uh, all right. Uh, the Boulet, let's, let's go into the show. The, for the cold open, the Boulet brothers walk into a church and begin to strip a priest. After stealing his keys from his belt, Swan Thula throws him to the ground, kisses him on the cheek, and the Boulets leave, marching down the aisle. Lori, you and I, just very briefly, we don't usually like to talk about this stuff, but it came up in a conversation today that you and I are on the same page here. Why don't you go ahead and share with the audience how you felt watching this open? I thought it was great. Okay. Next. Uh, what next? What's next? Uh, no, I. It made me okay. Mm-hmm. I think we just have to resolve ourselves to the fact that there are going to be references to like cult classic movies that we have just not seen, mm-hmm. right? So I am just saying, like, I get that this is probably a reference to a movie, mm-hmm. and people are all like, "Oh, this is amazing." Mm-hmm. What I saw. And what I witnessed was a sexual assault. That's what I saw. I saw two possible vampires walk into a church as a man is struggling to read. And and it's just basically pointing at words with his finger. And then grab him and strip him down. Mm -hmm. And... I guess like rub him around and Uh without his consent, he clearly didn't want this to happen. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if maybe the man in turn got hairier as like a defense mechanism (laughs) or if that was just what he looked like. But I mean, Jesus Christ, he had like a sweater on, he took off his shirt and he had a sweater on, Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, it's good for you. Um, I wouldn't want to take a shower after you, for sure. Uh, and and then they leave. They take his keys, mm-hmm. which I feel like if that was your plan all along, then why don't you just punch him in the face and take his keys? Like, I don't yeah. understand why you had to do all this stuff. And then they leave. And then we watch for probably the most uncomfortable 10 seconds of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, a man basically cope with the fact that he's just been sexually assaulted <laughs> like yeah you know it's so funny is i did a lot of uh soul searching after i watched that and i had maybe someone in discord can educate me but i do i right afterwards i did go look on reddit and i saw no one reference this they were talking about it, but no one referenced it they all talking about how they wanted to have sex with the priest maybe it has come up since i don't know maybe someone on discord can tell me but i i should have looked but i don't know but I, yeah. I, I did a lot of soul searching for a couple of reasons. One, you and I love the cold opens. We love the exterminations where 99% of the time they literally murder somebody. They take a human being and end his or her life. Okay. Yes. And we have no problem with that. And so I'm like, is that, well, should no. we also be offended by the fact that they're ending someone's life on screen and it's fake, but you know, whatever. But then I also thought about, um, it's always done tongue in cheek. And then I was thinking is, and you can do strangely just the way our culture is a murder tongue in cheek. Okay. Yes. But I was thinking, could you do this flipped? If you had two male presenting characters who are supposed to be the protagonists on which we side with them, right? They're our heroes, so to speak. 
um, and they tongue in cheek go into a church. There's a nun reading the Bible, and they do the exact same thing to her. Are you rooting for these people later? No, you're you you want them to get justice, right? Yes, yeah. And that's why. So I even was I wanted to say something immediately on the Discord, but I was like, let me wait. Maybe there is some sort of weird justice later. You know, because, or, yeah. you know, you could have directed it differently where, like, the priest is cruising them or trying to seduce them or into it. But the priest, the actor, was never into it, was no. completely uncomfortable. Peaches Christ should have directed this. She she should have given notes to this guy because he, I, I don't know what his direction, I mean, honestly, I think what happened was, is I think he's just a really bad actor. Yeah. And I think that he was trying to play it like I'm a priest and I, I can't, I don't want to want this, but mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. But the way it came off was I'm scared and I don't want to be here. Like mm-hmm. that's what I, that's what I got from the guy. Uh, I'm scared and I'm going to puff out in a, uh, like a porcupine, just a bunch of hair out of my back to get, to ward off people from coming after me. Well, so. you know, in terms of costume as well, that was a, I think that they couldn't get a hold of a real priest collar because priest collars are like really, really like thin. They're like almost like, you know, it's almost like a, like a cloth version of like a tongue depressor or like popsicle stick. It's not a th- like, the guy literally had like the thickest, chunkiest, like piece of styrofoam yeah. around his neck. Like that's not. They what- basically just had somebody like look up a picture and be like, "All right, I'm going to cut this piece of paper." No, the way that paper. I feel like like a, like a, the, the uh, a styrofoam neck brace or something like that. It was oh really? Hot. It's really really thick. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh, I'll have to relook at it. I I just kept f- focusing on. I first a hot second I thought. Are we gonna watch Drac Marta forcibly give this man a blowjob? Like I just was like, oh God, what are we doing? Yeah. And uh and, and so yeah, it was just it was it made me very uncomfortable. Look, I get that it's probably an homage to some kind of scene from a movie or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some kind of, you know, nod or wink and people are gonna get mad because they're like, You didn't get it. Yeah. Uh it's actually an homage to you know, Devil May Care 5. Yeah. Probably Rob gonna... from Tennessee. Rob from... Te- okay. I didn't no. mention this at the Rob stands. from Tennessee is very no. nice. He wouldn't He wouldn't act I like got, that. I got to tell you this. I You know, during the seance last week? Yeah. I didn't mention this, but I got a message from beyond from Rob from Tennessee. Really? What mm-hmm. did he say? That he was binging the show on a long road trip and he heard, he heard this season. <laughs> And that he's super embarrassed by leaving that voicemail. And I was like, no, we love you. That was great content. I know. That was amazing. Yeah, please. Always, always check us. I told him to uh, to leave another voicemail, but he didn't. Please leave another voicemail. Um, His message is probably an homage to... Oh, go ahead. Rob from Tennessee, if you know what the hell this intro is, let us know. Yeah. We would love to know what this intro is. Yeah. Um, all right. After Jade's elimination, Hoso, Dali, La Zavaleta, and Saint walk into the boudoir to boxes of Dread Studios merch. The monsters want and expect Sigourney to come back from extermination, and they are proven correct. The queens pay respects to Jade and remark that she belongs on Dragula. Lorian Roggenkamp, what were your thoughts here on everything um, that happened 
in the boudoir right after the, when they're waiting to see who comes back. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it was all kind of boring. It was just, you know, it. I will say pretty much I have no thoughts on, like, what happened except for when they gave congratulations to Jade. Mm-hmm. And they were like, she clearly belongs on this show. And anybody who says differently. And I was just like, I mean, she really doesn't, though. Like, she never really showed anything that was like, I mean, maybe her first outfit. Mm-hmm. But other than that, she's kind of, she just shit the bed almost every time. So it, it it's funny that you say that. It's funny that you say, I wrote something, this is where I thought you were taking it. And if you took it there, I was going to fucking shit the bed. Because I was like, wow, that is insane that you wrote the same thing. I was like, they're like, it would almost be like, I am so glad Lori Rocking camps here. And I want to say for the record, she is not a horrible co-host on Dragula. She belongs on this show. And she is not a terrible person who always talks way too long and doesn't get to the point and doesn't show up on time. She's not that. And anyone who says that, I will fight them. You know? That's what it sort of felt like. You know? Because I was like... Was anyone saying she didn't belong on the show? <laughs> like, yeah, like the show. That's true. Aired. I didn't think about that. Yeah, like no one, no one has said this on the show. Hey, wait a second! Those were bad <laughs> things that you said about me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it reminds me of a story. Yeah. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that was really all I thought. I was just like, I don't really feel like. I mean, yeah, I guess that they, you know. I think if if Jade honestly, if Jade had come in and Sigourney had left, they would have been like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" Yeah, you know. But now that Jade left, and I also love how they were like, "It was her time. She did. She just didn't have the drive anymore." It was like, "No, she sucked. She sucked for enough the allotted amount of time that she was allowed to suck." I think. I think the thing with the cat really happened. I think everything happened. I think oh, she was, for sure. I, I think she was legitimately sad. But I yeah. do think she saw the writing on the wall and put two and two together. And was like, this would be a great way for me to write my own ticket out of here. Does that make sense? Yes. So that I yeah. could leave on my own terms and not because I sucked, even though everyone knows she sucked. Yeah, I like how bitter Betty kept trying to say that the only reason she was in the bottom was because Jade found the key. It's like, no, you were mm-hmm. in the bottom because you sucked. <laughs> They didn't like, they put you in the bottom. That's why you were in the bottom. Yeah, I think they even told her she would have been in the bottom anyway. Yeah, they, they, so she, they picked her for the bottom. They didn't, and they could have put Jade in the bottom. Again, I'm going to keep repeating this. Yeah. Jade got rid of her key to put Bitter Betty in the bottom. So they could have put her in the bottom, but they didn't. They made her safe. So she didn't save herself. She just did what they were planning on doing anyways. All right, that's it. That's all I have to say about that. While Dali talks about... Oh, this is a note I wrote to myself on a script. Um, one of the things I said to myself was, I love how when Dali's talking about Sigourney... Yeah. And how, like, Sigourney belongs there, and she's a really good cast, you know, contestant. And Hoso can't even hide the disdain on her face. She can't even hide it. That's what I'm saying. Hoso's a bitch. Mm-hmm. Hoso, like, really, honestly, I feel like is... I think she just gets away with it because she's she knows when to be silent, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And but she, you know, you could tell that she's a bitch. Yeah, she. I don't think she, truly. I don't think she likes anybody on the show. No, I really don't think she does. And then the other thing I said was, and I just gotta have to call it. I, I don't think we have to spend too much time on this because we've seen this already like three weeks in a row. 
But when they walk in and there's this merch from Dread Studios and they're like, oh my god, this looks like form decor. I have form decor in my house, you know? Um, where they're like, oh, I love Dread Studios and Art the Clown was going to be my clown, my horror icon. Yeah. Like, really? It's like, Nosferatu, someone called Art the Clown. <laughs> yeah, I love, well, I always love when people are like, in any reality show, when when they're like, we, we you know, we're bringing in, you know, uh, Jingleheimer Schmidt. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, Jingleheimer Schmidt is the reason I got into yeah. this. It's yeah, like really, it's a podunk guy that I have no idea who he is. Yeah. Like, it's like, come on. Yeah, they'll be like, it's it's Sherry Shepard from The View, and they're like, oh, not Sherry oh, Shepard. She's Just- the reason I got into comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sherry Shepard and, and uh, uh, we, um, Yakov Shmirnov as a one yeah. the reason I got into comedy. Um, uh, yeah, I, but now I kind of. But can you? You know, it's so great. So if Dolly would have done this, Art the Clown, you know, would have been great. If they would have been like, oh, Bravo, Art the Clown, great core icon, Formaldehyde. We still don't know who you are. Uh, yes. We're trying to figure that out. <laughs> like, that's that's the one thing that then. <laughs> Horror professor knew. She goes right away. I knew you were Art the Clown. Art the Clown. I saw it. I I told them. I said that's Art. That's Art. Guys, I'm a I'm the character from Saw. I don't know who that is. I'm Jigsaw from Saw. I think you're making up that. I don't even know what. It's a very popular uh, horror franchise. I think it's. I think you're making it up. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like a wonderful. You should make that movie. I think it's already made. It's a it's a horror. It's a it's a really kind of iconic. I'm not gonna lie. Says you. Um, I think honestly now I can't stop thinking about Yakov Smirnoff and Sherry Shepard doing a tour together. I would go. You know, Sherry Shepard is famously a flat earther. Yo, I know. She thinks the earth is flat. And so I think it would be funny if like, Sherry Shepard's Lord, like. I know. If, if they did like a weird like 80s comics tour, like if it was like Judy oh Tenuta and like Emo Phillips, I would be, I mean, they're probably performing now down the street. I'm like, I would go in a second, you know? I would be there. I would be there in a hot second. Where, because <laughs> Jerry should be there. The earth is flat. And yeah, I guess we'd be like, in Russia, yeah. the, the earth flats you. Yeah. In Russia, in Russia, even on the moon, you stand in line for toilet paper. You're like, okay, okay. Thank <laughs> okay, you. Yeah, all right. Enough. This is genius. I yeah. love this. We have to do, or, you know, even like think of like all the other 80s. Like if Judy Tenuta was with Sherry Shepard, she's like, oh. oh yeah, like, sex monster, you know? Oh, yeah. she doesn't believe in the moon! Oh. <laughs> please, if you guys don't get the reference, please look up anything Judy Tenuta. I went down a Judy Tenuta rabbit hole recently. Really? I did. And there's a YouTube video. It's not hard to find. You just put in Judy Tenuta at the first page. And it's like, it's so sad. It's her selling her belongings in the garage sale. And people, like, going through her shit are like... Oh, that's the petite flowers uh, Emmy nominee, uh, Emmy nominee certificate. Oh, oh, you know, and you're like, oh god, poor Judy Tenuta. <laughs> and she was married to Emo Phillips. Can you imagine being yeah. in that marriage? Oh, oh my god, I, I when I performed at iOS, there was this girl that performed there on a weekly news related show, mm-hmm. and Emo Phillips was married to her. <gasps> And so he would show up at the bar and he would just hang out. And she, she, I mean, she was like literally one of the most annoying people in the world. 
but she would, um, <clears throat> she would be, she was always very nice to me, but she was just super annoying. But she, he would just literally like hang out with her, hang out and then just kind of like wait and then not even go into the show. He would just like hang out in the halls. What does <laughs> so he look like, like now? And by the way, everyone should eat YouTube these people and find out who they are. Oh who we're my talking God. About. But so what does funny. he look like now? He's just very tall and like white. He looks like, like Slender Man if like Slender Man was unhealthy. Okay. You know, like he look, just looks, he's just very tall. He's like kind of gaunt looking and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's very nice. Mm-hmm. He, he talked to people and, you know, he'd always just be like, oh, I wish I was still doing shows. And I'd just be like, why aren't you? Like, yeah. what do you got going on? That's so important. He's too busy, Lori. He's too busy yeah. to do a show. He's waiting for his wife to pack up her 40 cases of makeup for one sketch that she's in. On the main stage, the contestants learn about this week's main challenge, starring in a horror film parody called The Exorcisters. They'll have to... By the way, there's no sisters in this. Uh, oh, you're... Well, I think it's because they're all drag queens, so they're all sisters. They'll have to assign roles, learn the script, and design looks for the performance. Additionally, they must create a demon look for the floor show. For the honor of assigning the roles, the queens will compete in a fright feat, challenging them to recreate Peaches Christ's iconic eyebrows in the boudoir. Uh, back in uh, the monsters have five minutes to paint their eyebrows to match Peach's Christ uh, eyebrows. La Zavaleta wins the fright feat and assigns the roles as follows: La Zavaleta will be playing the priest, Sigourney Beaver plays the assistant, Hoso Teratoma plays the possessed teen, while Dolly will be playing Mother Number One and Saint will be playing Mother Number Two. Lori, your thoughts uh, specifically? Let's talk. I mean, there's only really the only thing to really discuss and analyze is that uh, fright feat. Any thoughts there? Well, I mean, look, I don't want to, I don't want to be called a racist because sure. you keep doing that and it's frustrating. Okay. But I do feel like Les Avaleta was at a little bit of an advantage because basically she was just doing chola eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And that's what Peaches Christ has. It's just two chola eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> so I felt like it was like, yeah, of course she's going to win. Yeah. She's just doing her sister's eyebrows, which she's probably done a thousand times. Yeah, well, I well, I'm glad you really uh, buried that notion that you're racist. We put that. To bed. <laughs> we totally put that to bed. Uh, thank I you. just, I don't. I'm glad that you're silent on this. Yeah. I thought you would agree with me, but no, I think because you, I have a different take on it. Oh, what's your take? It's a really bizarre thing where there, like, Peaches Christ is in the room. All right? Yeah, and there, the challenge is: do your eyes. Like Peaches Christ. And they're like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. She's standing right there. Just yeah. look at her and go like, okay, don't look at the mirror. Look at her. I would have literally just followed her around the room and been like, look at me. Yeah. Just- I would have been like, okay, okay, so you have white right there. Okay, I'm going to do that. Then I'd run back and do it in the mirror. Then i go, okay, now you have this thing right here. Okay, I'm going to go back and do that. Like, they were like, oh, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I could see if, if she wasn't there and they showed her a, pic- a sh- picture of her for 30 seconds and they had to do it from memory. But no, she is there. In fact, they show her in their face looking at what they're doing. She's like, oh, let me see your eyebrows. And she's like, in, I'd be like, oh, I will just copy what you have on. Or if she yeah. was in boy clothes or she didn't have her eyebrows on, right? Yeah, why? why I, I don't understand Sigourney's attitude of like, I can't perfect the eyebrows so i'm just gonna do something crazy like Mm -hmm. a caterpillar i was just like just 
try, attempt a single eyebrow for the love of God. It's not that hard. But the, the person is sitting right there. Yeah. The person's right there in front of you. You just have to do their eyebrows. By the way, moving on from that, I will say, and this is something RuPaul's Drag Race would never have the balls to do, I do love seeing another iconic drag queen coming in and sharing her experience. Based on what I saw, Peaches Christ should host a drag reality competition show. She She, should. she was she, amazing. She should host Camp Wanakiki. Not the Oh, f- she would be well, the problem is is that she would kick everyone off the show though because they're all so terrible. She'd be like the first episode she'd be like, "All right, you're all going home. We're yeah. starting from scratch." Uh, Counselor Ruthie, you can stay. <laughs> yeah, and every actually, I'm kicking the the brothers off too. Yeah. You guys have to go. As the well. right brothers, the sugar baker the right, twins. Yeah, the sugar baker twins. Yeah. Um. No, she was she was great, but that's what I loved is I think that she had that she has that like gift of giving you. Well, we're not at the rehearsal but, yet. Uh, we're only in the no, no, no. But I meant in the okay. eye with the eyebrows. Okay, like even with the eyebrows, she like had that gift of giving criticism and telling you that what you're doing is not good. Uh huh. But then doing it in a way that they actually like like her and they find her funny. Yeah. So I thought that was great. Like w- when she was like using the magnifying glass to look yeah. at Sigourney's, I thought that was funny. And I was like, where did that magnifying glass come from? Um. <laughs> And I will say La Zavaleta, maybe because of her chola past, was able to recreate closest her look. Um, then she brings in writer Michael Verratti. He's the guy who wrote the, the script for the Exorcisters. <laughs> and he's a producer. First of all, so awkward. And I was looking at him, how awkward he was, and I was like, that would be 100% me if they ever just randomly brought me on to Dracula. I would be this guy. Yes. Okay. Two, I was staring at him, and I was like, you know what? He is, ex- I know exactly who he is. He is a twink that got older. Like, if you look at him, you're like, oh, he was a really attractive twink. And now oh. he's in his late 30s, early 40s. Or I don't know how old he is, but that's my guess, right? And he's no longer a twink, but he became friends with like, the Boulets. He probably knew them from the beginning when he was a twink. And, um, but now he's just their friend. And, um, Oh, so now he has to be a writer. Yeah. He can't be a hot twink anymore. Exactly. And now, by the way, what do you think of the pairing off, and particularly Zava pairing herself off with Sigourney Beaver? Um, I mean, I was a little underwhelmed because, I mean, the whole time she was like, oh, last time I was nice and I'm not going to be so nice. And then I was like, I don't feel like you were mean. I felt like these, it was fine. Like you gave yourself a like one of the more interesting parts. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, uh, to be honest with you, I was shocked that she didn't give herself the the teen. Mm-hmm. I thought she would have wanted to be the teen, but mm-hmm. I felt like she kind of gave everybody, like, a really nice part, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think so. she did a good job. Even though I think she probably would have been better as the assistant, Sigourney as one of the moms, and Dali as the, as the exorcist. Well, that's, yes, I agree. I think, but I think she was thinking that, she wanted to, she, it's like, she wanted, she it was almost like she was help. she helped, I mean, she helped Sigourney. Mm-hmm. She was helping Sigourney. She wanted to see her be filthier and more like, not as glamorous. And I think if she had played the mom, she would have been more uh, demure, mm-hmm. which is something that she's, would be known for, not known for, but like, it would be easier for her. So I think she was thinking it would be outside her comfort zone. Oh, I so, see. I don't know. All right. All right, well, why don't we do this, Lori? Why don't we take a break? When we come back, we're going to uh, attack the rest of the episode. We'll be back right after this. 
Uh, on the main stage, the monsters rehearsed their film for director Peaches Christ and the screenwriter, uh, who I said was Michael Verratti. Is that his name? Sounds right. I'm just going to make up. Yeah, Michael Verratti. Um, all are told to pull back the camp and keep their performances grounded in horror. Laurie, your thoughts on everything? I mean, they're really n- the only thing to talk about in this rehearsal now is Peaches Christ. And, but maybe you have other yes. things to talk about. But what are your thoughts here? Um, I felt kind of bad for Michael because I felt like once the rehearsal started, he really wasn't heard from at all. Yeah. Um, I kept thinking that his name was Michael Avenatti and I kept being like, is that the same guy who represented, uh, the prostitute that's up with Trump? Yeah. And did he write a movie? Yeah. So that was, that was my whole thing. And I was like, no, you're an Isn't idiot. Is he in prison? Uh, yeah. He went to jail. Yeah. Um, but uh but yeah no she gave I thought she gave great advice. Um I feel like they took it but they took it in a half-hearted way. Mm-hmm. Uh to be honest with you, but I I was actually really glad. This is something I wish they would do with Drag Race. I wish they would give solid advice and I wish the queens would take it. Mm-hmm. But So here's Yeah, she was great. Yeah, here's what I would say. Peach's Christ on this episode <clears throat> is single-handedly the best guest director they've ever had on any drag competition series. Yes. <clears throat> the advice she gave... I, I have never seen all of the drag... And I'll say that I agree with you on this. <laughs> the advice she gave was very solid, very good. She knows her shit. She puts on a ton of... She puts on. I've been to actually a Peaches Christ show with Mike Lawson, my former co-host and a friend of mine, and we went to a Peaches Christ show in San Francisco. And they're basically just better produced shit uh, versions of the Drag Race shitty sketches. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, the one we saw was for Gremlins. I can't remember what they called it. It was with Detox and um... Gemlins. No, I can't remember what it was called. It was with Detox Miss. Who's that a really annoying one? Miss Cra- Cracker and uh, Fifi O'Hara were the drag queens in it. And then they had other people in it too. But um, but she and Peaches Christ, you know, directed it and she was really good. She came up before the show, blah, 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 right? But uh, she's, not, she's a San Francisco icon, all right? But, uh, but the advice was really solid. She knows what she's talking about. She clearly has a lot of experience. Uh, now, I, I too bad... Uh, uh, afterthought media producer, but not producer of the show, Luke Stamen, said hard disagree in the chat room. I don't know why it's a hard disagree. I so, kind of want to bring him on the air to ask him, but go ahead, Lori. Um, I kind of see... So, okay. Let me, let me just say this. So, I didn't like know a lot about Peaches Christ. I knew of Peaches Christ, but I didn't know like a lot. And I looked her up today and I saw an something where she was like doing like a where, you know, they come out and they're uh, not in drag and then they get in drag and it kind of shows a transformation. Oh, yeah. They look a lot like Taylor the Latte Boy. Oh, I've never seen Peaches Christ out of drag. I will say I felt like they looked a lot like Taylor the Latte Boy. Okay, wait. Luke is here to do the hard disagree. Okay. All right. He's off mute, I think. 
So Luke is all set up. Oh. Hey, uh, can you yeah, hear me? All right. Afterthought media producer, but not producer of Dracula. Yeah, clearly not. Yeah, yeah Luke Stamen. Um, what? Why? This is the, you're the first guest uh, panelist we've ever had here on Dracula. Love that for me. Well, yeah, but then I'll still get a message from you later going like, "Why did you say I will not the producer Dracula?" Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> My question to you is, why is it a hard disagree on Peach's Christ? I feel like the way she directed them, just... Okay, so I wasn't down for the voices they did, but Mm -hmm. I just feel like her telling them to treat it like they were actually trying to act in a horror movie was just, like, ridiculous, because it ended up being, (laughs) like, so cringe. Like, especially, like... I don't understand the judging because Hoso for me was terrible. Sigourney for me was terrible and she's my favorite one. And she was just like, she was kind of just doing an awkward hunchback thing and just like creeping around a bit. And I don't understand the praise that she got. I will say this. I, what does it do with the, the direct? I mean, I heard the first part did, but like, how did we get into judging the performances? Oh, think- I'm saying like, um, uh, Lord, just kick your ass. That they should treat it like they're trying to make a good horror film is uh-huh. just such a joke. All right, like, Lori, Lori, weigh in, and then I have my own thoughts. Okay. So I I agree with you to a point, uh, Luke. I think that my my thing is I to be honest with you, I think that the onus goes on the the queens. Mm-hmm. I think that Peaches, I feel like, gave good advice where she's but. What the problem was is these people took it as, oh, well, then I'm not going to have any character. And my character, or my character is going to be like one thing that, you know, I have a hump or something. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and so I think that that was the wrong thing to do. I think she still wanted them to have a character, but the character needs to have, the character needs, needs to live in the reality of this horror film. So they, it, because when they were doing the voices, it was like, it was almost like kind of a nod to the fact that they were like, not really, you know, in the horror film sort of thing. But then the way that they decided to do it was, Oh, we're just, we're just going to be two people standing here and, and like looking kind of. Kind yeah. Like of the moms. Different. Yeah. It so ruins that role. Like yeah. what were they supposed to do with that? But they weren't going to be good if they did the voices either. I think that it would have been weird because I think they would have lost it like halfway through. So I think, I think Peaches gave, I, I get what you're saying. I think Peaches gave good advice. I just think that they took it in a wrong way. Yeah. It's one of these things where the fault lies with the writing. Because obviously what they're worried about is I need to find a way to stand out. And what Peaches is saying is when you're doing these kind of campy, uh, spoofs of these movies that you have to play it straight because if you try and be funny, then everybody's crazy. Lori knows this from her time at the Groundlings and UCB. <laughs> everybody, yeah. Everybody's trying to be funny so that it's none of it's funny and it's just it's just chaos. I and the biggest compliment I ever got was uh, so a director of Groundlings came up to me and said, "I do not did not find you funny in any of your scenes." <laughs> And I was like, I was like, thank you. I I will take that and I will treasure that for forever. <laughs> I really did those scenes well, uh, justice. Yeah. Um. No, but I I think that 
I, I get what you're saying. I will say this. I think one of the things, the only thing that I would have liked, and, and I don't know if, if it was possible for them to do it. Cause I don't know if they had the time, mm-hmm. but I felt like the, the, they could have, the thing that they could have really benefited from was a rehearsal where they blocked out the scene and they worked on their timing. Cause you could tell that there were jokes in the script, mm-hmm. but that they were so adamant that they play it in such a monotone way that they ran through them and the timing was off. And so I think that that would have been really helpful for them to know that there were jokes in the script. So mm-hmm. I think Joe's right too. I think writing had, it was the fault of the writer too. To show you a good example of what we're talking about is let's look at one of the most famous sketches in SNL history is the um, motivational speaker one with Chris Farley. If you look at that sketch, Chris Farley's acting like a maniac, right? But <laughs> Phil Hartman and Julia Sweeney are holding that sketch together. If you don't have them, be grounded in reality it would have fallen apart like if everybody was yeah. running around like a like a lunatic but they're playing this very straight parents and if, if you can see even phil hartman's trying to like rein it in a little bit because um that christina applegate and david spade are breaking you know yeah so he's trying to bring it back and so uh and so that's kind of what in a when 10 minutes peter's christ is trying to tell them to do that unfortunately the way the mothers were written they had to be the straight men because the assistant's crazy, the the exorcist is crazy, and the teens and it. What's funny is I think the person who played it the most straight was Hoso. Yeah, yeah, really. Well, I I yeah. legit. Well, yeah, because she was the care. Her character was insane, and she was dealing with the, you know, she was uh uh being exercised and had a demon inside of her, and so she was playing it the most grounded and real this uh-huh. isn't this is who i you know i i thought she did a wonderful job actually but, yeah i would agree hosa was amazing in the acting um i know we're not at the the floor show yet but i just think hosa lost it for me at the floor show but i like how luke said we are not at the floor show oh i'm we're sorry not, we're not at the floor show <laughs> i also yeah, Lori, you and i are not at the floor show i don't know what I think he meant. I I know what he meant. It's like a football when a football team, it was like we're at the fourth quarter. But this you is the kind say. of stuff where I'm going to get a message later on Discord. Oh, I'm already t- I'm already drafting. Trust. It's fine. I'm trying to give him enough shame that he wants to drive two hours to pick up this furniture. <laughs> I mean, just tell me what it is. Uh, my I know what it is, but we'll talk about it later. It's boring for the show. All right, Luke, yeah, thank yeah, you so much. Sure. I'm glad you gave another uh, piece of insight here. And uh, we'll see you on season 14 of RuPaul's Drag Race recap. <laughs> Sounds Ooh. good. All right, goodbye. Fancy. Bye. Uh, all right. Um, we did that one. All right. Oh, you know what? I, I, oh no, it's Elimination Day. I'm going to say we talked about the, the film too already. We're going to skip that one. It's yeah. Elimination Day and the monsters are getting ready to film their horror movie. Saint wishes they could camp it up, but uh, he appreciates the feedback from Peaches Christ. The queens put the finishing details on their demon looks and La Zavaleta gives Sigourney makeup tips. Did you have any thoughts on this, um, thing here? On this message? Uh, Elimination Day? Well, I'm glad that Luke, you and I are at the at this point in the, yeah. the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I I uh, I mean I don't know. It was I got to be honest with you. It was like, at, at I I just kept thinking at any moment, La Zavaleta is going to say something 
to undermine Sigourney. And they kept being like, oh, he's genuinely helping her. Like, I kind of was disappointed. I was like, oh, he's genuinely giving advice. Yeah, I couldn't tell whether the advice was real. It's going to be one of these things where they're like, oh, you stupid bitch. I can't believe you did that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought it was, you know. And Mm. then we had to go into, like, Hoso, I felt like, went into, like, a whole long thing about how, what she's going to do. And then I felt like the other queens were just like, yeah, I'm just going to wear a heart on my sleeve. You know, yeah. it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. It's like we ra- we burned all our time talking to Hoso. Yeah. Yeah, well, so. they, 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 because there's no drama now, they're trying to find things to fill the time. But what I don't get is they're on Shudder. The show could be 45, 50 minutes, 55 minutes. Why are they trying to fill time? They could be however long they want it to be. It's the fucking show. There it is. But maybe there's hope one day that it'll sell to a network or something that they can take it. Who knows? Uh, all right. Let's actually really briefly let's revisit the actual finished product of the Exorcisters. I know we covered a lot of it in the rehearsals, but was there anything you wanted to say about the finished product? I mean, I just thought it was very boring, yes. to be honest with very, you. Too long um, and very boring. Uh-huh. Too long. I thought it took way too long for... The Exorcist to get there. By the way, this is what the same of our reviews about our show say, but go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And it took uh, also reviews for our our review of um, Drake Martin and Swanthilla's podcast. Yeah. Um, It took way too long for the Exorcist to get there. They walked over all their like all the beats, all the funny beats mm-hmm. where like it something would happen. And then I would be like, Oh, that was, a, uh, what's her face? Lozavaleta gets there. And she's all like, she's gay. And they're like, no, she's, you know, has a demon or something. And I was just like, Oh, was that, that was a joke. Oh, oh okay. you're right. I never even picked up that. That joke was in there. Yeah. Oh, so they were swallowing the, Oh, interesting. So they were, they were walking all over jokes mm-hmm. and just, it just wasn't. I mean, honestly, I felt like that that was the first time they'd done it together, mm-hmm. and I felt and and I was actually kind of disappointed with how bad Dolly was. Like, yeah. I felt like Dolly was so terrible. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and kind of like this explanation it was very long and didn't really have a place to end. Not after so. I edited it down. All right. Everyone's going to be like, what is she talking about? Guys, if you're listening later, this was like a 15-minute thing she went on and on about. Yeah. And there, a lot of it, I would say a full eight minutes was me going, uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll just say I felt Saint was the worst in the entire sketch. And then also at the end, because yeah. the big twist is that the priest was actually evil and was there to free the, exercise, the, uh, the possessed team, right? And I was like, well, why didn't she just free her when she got there? Yeah, and I I was sort of confused by why um, Saint had to die. Like, and then also when Saint died, like, it almost felt like they leaned over and then Saint was, like, laying down. And I was like, is Saint taking the, oh, she's got blood on her. Oh, she's dying. Like, I got so confused by that, that setup. Well, why didn't they kill Dali, too? They were going to kill Dali, but they first had to laugh for a full three minutes. <laughs> You know, you know how demons do. Yeah, it was very, very, very strange. The whole thing made no sense. And that, but it made no Ma- sense. Ma- Michael Verratti walks out like he's uh, Stephen Sondheim all of a sudden, or he's like Quentin Tarantino, or you know, uh, yeah, who's the guy from the West Wing? That guy. 
Oh, yeah. Um, I'm real literate. The guy from the West Wing, what's his name? You know, he likes to, he likes to do the walk and talks. Uh, the guy with the walk and talks and the, the Facebook movie, you know, like this. Isn't that what it's called? Hey, like this, you know, um, my space, your space. I think that's what the name of the movie is, right? Uh, I also, what was with the like 42nd introduction? They were like, let's watch, let's watch Exorcisters. And then it was like, a Boulay Brothers production, and I was like, "We don't need beginning credits." Yeah, we know who's <laughs> in it, and the and the characters had no names; they were just like priest. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, it was just like we don't need a credit sequence. I don't understand why they had to do that. Yeah, oh, that was Eduardo ninety five. Aaron Sorkin. Hey, it's me, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Oh, what are you doing there? <laughs> I would love it if that was Aaron Sorkin's yeah. actual talking. Hey, voice. I wrote uh, the West Wing. Uh, that, uh, what about the Saturday Night Live, Studio 88, I wrote that one, the Facebook movie, uh, the one about the guy who, uh, gambles or something, and then, um, Godzilla. Hey, uh, you wondering why there's a lot of walk and talks in my, in my movies, in my TV shows, uh, forget about it. Yeah, forget, hey, ching face, why don't you run into my fist five times, why don't you walk and talk that, you know? <laughs> Was that a racist comment? I just it felt like that was a little. <laughs> hey, well, you know, I directed the Boulay Brothers opening scene there. Hey, Lori, I know you. I knew you back in 2006. Um, I think Lori's mic broke right when I said that joke because she, re- she didn't react at all. I think she didn't hear that joke. Yeah. I didn't. I, I, my mic broke. I, st- I oh. can still actually hear it, though. I just chose not. No, I'm kidding. I couldn't hear it. Oh, just, just wait till you hear that joke back. Such a classic joke. Oh. I'll call you up and go, ha! Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and do you have any thoughts on the looks on the floor show? Uh, you know, I gotta be honest with Santula. I was a little underwhelmed. I mean, for all... Why are you gonna be honest post- with her? Hey, Swantula, I gotta be honest with you. Didn't like any of the looks. Uh, thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> well, i sorry. Not, to be honest was the wrong t- uh, phrase. I have to agree with Swanthula. Okay. I was underwhelmed. All right. I felt like for all we heard about Hoso's look, all the different, it just kind of was okay. Um, you know, uh, uh, Sigourney was, you know, she was okay, but I kind of agree with that. It was like very like skimpy outfit. And then she like, I, I don't understand these people that think that all filth and tails is just walking out and eating something that mm-hmm. looks kind of gross or biting something. Yeah. It's just like, it's been done. You know, like we've moved on from this. Come on. We've all eaten a baby. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Although, yeah, I, uh, I have something to say about that in the judging too, but, um, but yeah, I just was kind of over underwhelmed. I didn't really think that any of them really kind of, Nail, you know, hit it out of the park for me. Yeah, uh, I had a couple of notes. I'm going to buzz right through. Um, one um, is on the floor show. I love that Swan said "Hello, Uglies." I don't think has she ever said that before. And I was like, you know, this was a fight behind the scenes. I never get to say "Hello, Uglies." <laughs> oh, that's my phrase. I'm the one that says it. Yeah, but I'm the one that made it up first, and you know it. We were on a road trip to to uh, Las Vegas, and I said it. Well, you know what? Then that's the one that's asserted. You know, I feel like it was a fight. I gotta be honest. I feel like that should be our opening. 
no. <laughs> like that should be our opening sketch. Oh. It's just them fighting about whether or not they could who can say hello ugly. But who that's such a weird who would pick up on that? I know, but I'm just saying, I thought that was very funny. It was the only time that you've ever done a a solid improv scene. And of course it was with yourself. (laughs) So, um, Um, I thought Dolly was good, but, uh, we've seen this look before, by the way, Dolly is the way Aaron Sorkin would say the musical. Hey, hello, Dolly. Anyway, go ahead. I agree. I think that it was, I, I kind of agree. I I agreed with uh, Swanson that I'd like to see something different. Um, also, I, I didn't really pick up till now that her all-white character was, like, something that she does. But I was, like, I remember thinking, I was, like, why is she all-white in that in yeah. the exorcism and then now in this? Mm-hmm. It's, like, we get it. You're all-white with a mustache. Yeah. Move on. Um, you know, everybody keeps slamming on Which Sigourney what, Beaver. Yeah, that used to be the Lori's tagline on her posters like, in 2006. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was my tag. Um, so yeah, I uh, I forgot what I was gonna say, but I yeah, I just I'm sure it was really important. Like By it. the way, how funny was it watching Sava let the fall down? She's like, Ugh. it just goes on forever. She's like, it's like she can't stop falling down. It was like a slow motion fall down. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, on the second viewing, I was looking at Sigourney. And I'm like, yeah, she's literally just wearing a piece of fabric. And it has like pasties on. Yeah, that was her outfit. I wonder if she had a different outfit, and they're like, "No, it's it's, it's glam." I, I wonder if she had an outfit that was too glamour, and she probably. was like, "Fuck, I am so fucked." All she I probably, yeah. After well, she said that she said that last episode. She said she literally said what you said. She goes, "Fuck, I am so fucked." Yeah, and they said that they didn't want any more glamour. When Vanjie came back on whatever season she came back on, I think it's season eleven, and. Every outfit was a bodysuit, and they were like, "Yeah, we don't want to see more bodysuits." You could tell she was like, "That's literally everything I have." Or they were like one piece. I don't remember what she had. She had some sort of like, there was the same outfit every week. Um, and then uh, Hosa looked amazing. She looked to me like what Kaylee McEnany, the former press secretary for Trump, what she's going to look like after she dies in a horrible, horrible freak way. She did have like a very politician like. Uh, entrance where she sort of was like shaking people's hands. I will say I did like the thing with the key where she had that key and she put it in her chest. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. But other than that, I just kind of was underwhelmed by this one. Yeah. All right. On the main stage, Hoso Teratoma is named the winner of the challenge for the second week in a row. Saint is safe, putting Dali, Sigourney, and La Zavaletta up for extermination. For the extermination, the monsters face their fears of suffocation as they are placed in the Chapel of Calamity and bound to the wall in a latex vacuum chamber. But we'll get to that in a second. In the cauldron, Hoso acknowledges that each remaining monster represents a different community and reveals she is an an immunocompromised cancer survivor. Hoso asks her competitors why they deserve to be in the top four. Dali believes they must keep getting brought back for a reason. Meanwhile... Sonorgi and La Zavaleta both see themselves in the top three. Laura, your thoughts on everything that happens up until there? So I was kind of frustrated with the judging as far as like, and this is something we've talked about before, where, you know, we see the floor show mm-hmm. and we did see La Zavaleta stumble a little bit when they were doing her floor show, but she, I felt like she made it part of her act. Mm-hmm. But then when we get to the judging, you find out that, she literally tripped over and one of her wings broke. 
And so then she just kind of threw him to the side and they judged her for that. And Mm -hmm. I felt like if you're going to judge somebody for that, show it in the floor show. Like, why are you waiting till afterwards? And it was the same thing with, with Mm Sonorgi where they said that she got her babies all tangled up and she should just disregarded them. Mm -hmm. Um, and they and I was like, well, you should have shown that. And also, I think it's kind of crazy that Sunorgi has her babies t- tangled up, and she's trying to get you know the get a hold of them, and they're telling her to just ditch them and mm-hmm. do her character. Zavaleta literally does that when her wing falls off, and they they get mad. They tell her that they were confused with her character. Yeah. So it's two totally different judge like they're basically contradicting themselves mm-hmm. so that's yeah uh i, I feel they always contradict themselves i mean speaking of contradicting themselves one of the things i was i put in my notes was i love how in these private conferences now they go like i think this is terrible and they go okay let's go to the judge and they go like you guys were fierce i loved every bit of it I'm like you just said they were terrible yeah they said saint they didn't know what Saint was doing, and they they keep trying to tell her the same yes. thing, and then they give they make her safe. Yes, that ha- I didn't understand that at all. Yes. Um. So yeah, I didn't get that. Uh. The the cauldron was probably one of the most boring, uh, cauldrons ever in yes. the history of the show. Yes. Um. Because literally, it was like I want to say a solid twenty minutes. <laughs> Probably not that long, but it felt like 20 minutes. And the crux of it was, uh, who do I think that it could be, uh, me, La Zavaleta, like, let's say it was Hoso. I think Mm -hmm. it could be me, La Zavaleta, and Dolly, or me, Sigourney, and Dolly. And then we get to Dolly. I think it could be me, La Zavaleta, and Hoso, or me, it's like every. The one yeah, I know. That, I'm just saying, yeah. like every every single person they went down the line is like, we get it, move on. Yeah, I was doing other things. The one thing I will say though, is I love when Hosa was like, you know, I'm just so glad I won because I was just thinking about all the little Asian kids who are gonna finally see an Asian person do well in a drag competition. I'm like, calm down, Hoso. <laughs> there are a lot of of Asian queens who've done very very well on drag competitions. Also, uh, I find it that, like, I mean, not to be, not to be, not to be weird, but like, I wouldn't let my kids watch this show, like, especially this episode where it starts off with a sexual assault. Yeah. Um, so point. even if I had an Asian kid, I wouldn't go like, okay, kids, let's, you know, let's get up and watch, you know, a sexual yeah. assault and then demons being, yeah. you know, exercised. Yeah. So what kids are watching this show? I, I would know. be terrified if I found out a child was watching that show. Would you really be terrified? Yeah. I mean, not like all the episodes, but I would, I feel like they deal with some kind of adult themes. Uh-huh. So, and they kind of, you know, and they show a lot of, there's a lot of nudity and a lot of, you know, more morbid things. And I don't think, a child should be set. I mean, depending on what age, mm-hmm. you know, I'm talking like, you know, up to like maybe nine. Mommy. Sort of thing. Mommy, I've yes. finished my homework and I would like to watch Dragula, please. You're such a proper little boy. Thank you. I, I'm so glad that I had you. Thank you. But, Mommy, now, my pronoun, I'm non binary. My pronouns are they, a Z, they. Oh, okay. Sorry, I forgot. Thank you. Mommy, um, I don't want to. Mommy, I don't want to watch. Um, who's the little bald Canadian kid? 
I have no idea. I don't want to watch him, whoever the little bald Canadian kid is. Um, maybe one one day. Did your girlfriend just get? Did mommy? Did your girlfriend just get home? My girlfriend did just get home. Yes. Yeah, mommy. I don't want to watch Caillou. I don't want to watch oh. Caillou. I want to watch Hoso Teratoma on Dragula, please, mommy. How do you know about Hoso Teratoma? Because you're mommy, only nine. Yeah, because I'm a big fan of this Shutter Horror Movie Channel, the subscription-based horror movie channel called Shutter. What am I? Am I a terrible mother? Is just been sitting here not. Not participating in your childhood really affected you this much because you should not be watching these shows. Mummy, tell me the story again about when Robin Williams and you performed together. No, I hate you. Go away. Goodbye, Mummy. I'm going to go watch uh, Dragula. Sorry, that was my robot child. It teaches me how to be a real parent. Well, yeah, it was like that uh, Haley Joel Osment movie. What was it? AI. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the famous Haley Joel Osment movie yeah. that I was thinking of. Um, Have you seen this Haley Joel Osment? They you probably, are always. They should probably change down. the name of he the movie looked, to 8i because he ate everything. He's He looks handsome. He's a fine looking man. What is your deal with. There's certain people that you just have a white hot hatred for. He should be in a movie Haley Joel Osment is one the of them. Sixth meal. <sighs> anyway, I liked the challenge. Mm-hmm. I liked the extermination. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was actually extermination that like looked scary and yeah, and like terrifying and something. I mean, the cockroach thing was disgusting, but it wasn't scary. Yeah, the um, that challenge was legit scary. Like I was. I do, however, feel like it should have just ended with one of them suffocating to death. I don't know why they had to do like a... Yeah, that could have been the extermination. You're right. Yeah, a death. I don't yeah. know why they had to do that, but... Yeah. Uh, just for a reminder, during the extermination challenge, each queen is strapped to a wall and covered in a plastic sheet. The air is sucked out, vacuum sealing them in latex. Hey, this is a question for all you guys listening. Uh, is this the most uncomfortable and hardest extermination yet? If you have an answer, either leave it in the Discord in the Hello Uglies discussion channel or leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. And maybe during the seance, uh, we will play. Maybe we'll contact you for another world. Um, alright, later that night, the Boulets are in the basement of the church with La Zavaleta trapped into a, strapped, I'm sorry, to a hospital bed. Zava is sprinkled with holy water and has an upside down cross carved into her forehead. Finally, La Zavaleta is strangled to death with a rosary. Lori, uh, any final thoughts on the episode? So, I felt like this went on way too long. Also, oh. I felt like this was actually a time where Hoso did some very good, like, acting, in my opinion. Hoso? To the point, uh, not Hoso, sorry. Uh, La Zavaleta mm-hmm. did some very good acting because it got to the point where I like genuinely was like, I'm uncomfortable with the uh, like. I was like, are they actually going to kill her? Because they just seem to be making it go on way too long. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they choked her, and I was like, oh my god, are we actually watching them choke her? Mm-hmm. Like it got to a point where I was like, oh, are we watching a death? Is this actually what happens? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that it, I, I felt like it could have been a, a, a shorter one, but it, maybe that was their goal to make it like, so that it was, you know, it made you feel like you were actually watching a death, a snuff film or something. Did, did the right person go home, Lori? 
I mean, I want to say no. I feel like Saint should have gone home. Oh, really? I feel uh, Sigourney should have gone home. Well, okay. The way that the judges were talking in the show, they seem to both be on board with Saint. Not mm-hmm. not up to par, right? Sure. But then they then they go down, then they do the judging, then they make her safe, which confused me. Mm-hmm. And then they put Sigourney and La Zavaleta down, which I don't think either of them should have been down there. Yeah. But yeah, of the two, I think Sigourney should have gone home. I don't know why they t- sent. It seemed like La Zavaleta was doing fine. Yeah. I didn't think that she did a bad job in any way. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, to be honest with you, I kind of was like a little frustrated because I remember when we first started the season thinking, oh, I'm really going to love it when she goes home because I'm going to be like, ha ha. And I kind of felt like I don't feel that. I feel disappointed and angry because I think that she deserves to to go on. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it really they really uh, stole my joy from me with this episode. Uh, I feel so Gordy should have gone home. I think I didn't think she was very good in the in the challenge. She wore a horrible outfit, and uh, I don't know what the metric was for deciding who goes home in this. Everybody seemed to be. Dead. I mean, yeah, they did the same things. Sigourney yeah. and La Zavaleta did almost the same. They weren't. They both weren't very good in the in the sketch. They both kind of wore okay, not great outfits. They both had technical issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, what What was the reason for keeping La Zavaleta? I mean, if anything, you then go to uh, ranking, and Sigourney was just in the bottom. Yeah. She's been in the bottom like three times now yeah. in a row. I agree. I 100% agree. All right, any other final thoughts on this episode, Laurie and K. Rock and Camp? Uh, I would just up. like to say... That if you are a victim of sexual assault, please find help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'm talking to you, a uh, priest actor who was in this movie. <laughs> if you would like to reach out and uh, and share your story, we'd love to hear it. And we support you and we believe you. So. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Hello Uglies. This episode was produced by Zach Birch. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of Dracula, Season 4, The Search for the World's Next Drag Super Monsters. The first time I ever put that tag in, Lori. So, for Lori and Kay Roggenkamp and myself. Goodbye, Uglies! Thank you for listening to Hello Uglies. Have something to say? Email us at helloUglies at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. For more LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Lori has another podcast. It's called Bloody Podcast, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at Lori U Liar. That's L A U R I, the letter U L I A R. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batance. That's J O E B E T A N C E. Hello, Uglies is an afterthought media podcast.